Today is January 23rd, 2021. This is episode 106 of Back to Normal. So let's get started. All right. And the first thing, actually, I think compared to last week, I'm basically just catching you up on on what's been going on since that episode, the things I talked about. Um, but we are back. Um, last week, I was talking about how boring it was with a like leading up to a President Joe Biden. And um, since then, he has now been inaugurated. It's January 23rd. That was on the 20th. And um, I... <laughs> It's so funny because at one, at the same time, so over the last four years, so much stuff would happen in the news and you would read the headlines and you'd go, oh, come on. Who was even thinking about that? Who wanted that? And um, like, I mean, obviously the answer is always like white people, white supremacists, um, white nationalists. I mean, you can split hairs. You can you can decide how much absolute power white people wanted over everybody else. Um, in making your decision, but the answer, no matter what, is a lot. Um, how many different policies you could put in place just in in service of that ultimate goal? And yeah, one of the things that shocked me, I mean, it didn't shock me, but one of the things that was like the funniest to me is just how like <laughs> Joe Biden, while being boring, like I mentioned last episode, he's like the whitest guy in the world. He's so old and he's so white. Um, but he's just not. Like, not only is he pretty clearly based on his actions, not racist and not a white supremacist, um, but he's actively anti white supremacy. Like nobody you have to go further than not being openly racist. You have to be literally anti racist because otherwise, if if half the let's say let's say half people are racist and half are not, um, if half the population is actively being racist. The other half of the population just not being racist is not enough. You need to actually be anti. You need to be opposed to the racism in order to cancel it out and hopefully like <laughs> teach people that it's OK to not be racist, I guess. Um, that doesn't seem necessary, but um, I guess it probably is. So watching Biden get sworn in, it was weird because we're like, yay, this great champion of equality, except he looks like all the other people that we have seen in the presidency, except for Barack Obama. Um but at the same time, now in the like, what, I guess three days since we've seen that he's already taken a bunch of anti-racist policies. And I mean, honestly, since since he was actually picked as the presidential nominee, um, we've seen a lot of anti-racist um, policy discussion from the that their campaign and now their administration. They obviously picked the first female, first South Asian and first black <laughs> vice president. That's a lot of firsts. Um, and that is definitely an anti-racist first. Um, and so on the one hand, yes, Joe Biden might be boring. And yes, uh, <laughs> Joe Biden is definitely not as radical as we could have gotten with a different um, Democratic nominee. But on the other hand, watching what he's done in the last three days has actually been kind of like the chicken soup for the soul of like presidential administrations in that. Yeah, it's it's kind of boring, but it's refreshing to see after so long. And honestly, some of the things he's done, like I'm not even 100 percent sure their campaign promises, but like on day one, it turns out <laughs> a lot of what Trump did because he made so many just broad strokes executive actions to do such dumb stuff, such dumb nationalist 
um, pretty openly discriminatory policies that kept getting fought in the courts. Because of that, Biden can basically, because honestly, his administration is a lot better prepared, um, can just prepare like if you saw a stack of executive orders, basically undoing almost everything that Trump did. And basically the only thing that's left, which Donald Trump obviously didn't, I mean, maybe he did. Maybe Donald Trump did want tax cuts. Maybe he's like, my taxes are too high. I'm going to run for president so I can lower my taxes and then I'm going to go and retire. Um, maybe that's what he wanted. I have no idea. But um, that's basically the only thing that's going to that's going to stay as the lasting legacy of the Trump presidency. And that feels kind of weird because that also could be pretty easily undone. Um, the other thing is with the, with increasing the minimum wage, or I think his executive order is to increase the minimum wage. I, I guess it probably just starts the process. Um, I don't know how laws work in, especially in the U S I don't know how they work here. Um, but an increase in the federal minimum wage would really help people who have less money to pay their taxes and a national minimum wage kind of starts down the line of, of, of like in quotes, forcing big companies to pay their employees an appropriate amount. And maybe that might make a dent in their profits at some point. I don't expect that to happen with too many companies, but places like Walmart, especially who are known for kind of um, not paying that well and not really being worth the money, but people need it because they need a job and they need some way to earn an income. Honestly, that's um, that's those are the people that it's going to affect most. And and basically, I, <laughs> Honestly, I don't know exactly. I'm not I don't have many particularly conservative friends and I don't even know a lot of Americans to know what conservatives are thinking about the actual policies and executive orders that he's laid out so far. Um but it is it's a little weird to hear people talking about the things that Biden has done so far as like controversial or these liberal socialist policies because they're just so like almost transparently just not and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe Conservatives are looking at this and going, oh, my God, I can't believe raising the minimum wage. <laughs> what are you talking about? That's not a that's a radical liberal policy. It doesn't it doesn't really seem like it. Um, there's not this giant like wage gap between liberals and conservatives where conservatives are making a bunch more money. Like poor conservatives need just as much help from a national minimum wage increase as liberals do. It doesn't make any sense. Anyways, all that to say. Um, I'm I'm not excited for a Biden presidency because, like I said last week, pretty boring. But um, the policies he's put in place so far seem pretty great. So I'm I'm kind of hoping that this can just continue and you can occasionally see this kind of good news headline of something he's done. Um, one of the things which actually transitions well into my next point, which is about vaccines, um, is that he has said, I don't know if he again, I don't I'm trying not to follow the news too closely anymore because it's been four years of just like, oh, my God, what is happening right now? Um, but he is either going to or is about to invoke the uh, something called the Defense Production Act, which allows companies who are able to respond to a crisis, whether it's a war, whether it's a public health crisis, um, with basically ramping up production. And so one of the things that will let happen is it will let companies that make, for example, personal protective equipment or PPE, uh, will let them make more. So we'll have, um, again... I say we because a rising tide lifts all boats. So if the U.S. is able to produce more of these, we, uh, one of our main trading partners, if not our main trading partner, is the U.S. And so if they're able to ramp up production of things like PPE and things like vaccines um, to, to try to get everybody vaccinated as quickly as possible and keep people safe, especially in the medical profession, um, safe while this is happening, then that's just great. 
And so we've heard in Canada and several apparently European countries have also heard this, that um, vaccines from Pfizer are being delayed right now for about two or three weeks that we're going to get like 40% of the shipments that we were, we had been getting. And so many people are really, really upset about this. And then as usual, if you actually listen to the text of what's being announced and listen to their reasoning, <laughs> um, they've basically, they're retooling or upgrading a facility in Europe to be able to produce more of the vaccine than they currently can more quickly. And so basically what the trade-off is, is for a while, for like three weeks or maybe four, I don't know exactly, construction project timelines can vary. I'm aware of that. Um, but they basically said for a few weeks, they need to make less and then retool this factory. And then they're going to be, be able to make so much more. Like this is not a linear thing. This is not like, oh yeah, we're going to get fewer here. And then we're going to get, um, you know, like we're going to catch back up. This is like, we need to shut down for a little bit so that over the long term we can make way, way more vaccines. And so clearly that trade-off is worth it. And anybody getting like upset or annoyed at the need to do that has just never worked in like project management. Like that, that's just a thing that happens. Sometimes there are purposeful delays in order to get more later. And um, so I'm totally fine with that. I'm, we're not really getting vaccines right now anyways. And, and obviously the, the, the ultimate goal here is maximum number of vaccines as quickly as possible. And if we can, if we have to hold off on a few vaccines for a little bit to get way more vaccines pretty soon, I'm going to take that trade off a thousand times out of a thousand. There's never a point where like <laughs> pretty much the only point where I would <laughs> take that and like it would be the most selfish thing in the world to do is if they were like, oh, yeah, we have to make more and you're going to get that one. But if you personally um, can like veto this upgrade, this factory upgrade, we're going to give you one of the last ones we can make. And it's like, so you either have to wait a few months to, <laughs> and for the entire vaccine production to go a little bit faster, you can like trade that off and get your vaccine earlier. It's like, no, I just, I wouldn't even do that because <laughs> it's so transparently selfish. Um, all that to say, vaccines are coming and I'm very excited. They're going to be ramping up production soon. I'm hoping because we got our two Moderna and Pfizer vaccines in December. I'm really hoping that January, February, I guess, probably not January at this point, but February, March, bring a few new vaccines into the fold. Um, Johnson Johnson is said to have a promising vaccine that only takes one dose. I, I just really want this to be over. I want the, I want the normalcy of our life as a family and, and as a global society to not be dependent on people who are either deliberately misinformed or deliberately misinformed by people in charge or who are just openly flaunting regulations just for their own personal well-being and gain um, over the like harm to others. And I, that doesn't seem that that has never been fair from the beginning of this. That has not been fair. And it really sucks. It really, really sucks. I am hoping that the U.S. starting to take this vaccine, uh, the, this vaccine, starting to take the vaccine seriously, but also starting to take COVID seriously, will really kind of smarten up some people who've been really not doing so great um for the global good so far um the last thing i want to talk about i'm i'm gonna leave my work aside for this week um the competition is coming it starts next week so the next um i mean i i record these on saturday morning so i don't think it'll affect anything but um this is the last week before the last full week coming up is the last week before competition and then february 1st is the first morning where we start um we're really getting into the details of the work we have going on now 
Um, there's not too much left to do, but everything that is that doesn't need to be done is like the most minute little details to figure out. So that's pretty nice. Um, but I have a I have a suspicion that next week is going to be pretty busy. Um, what I actually want to talk about last is WandaVision. So I'm actually really <laughs> I'm not annoyed because TV production companies can do whatever they want. Um, but last week we had two episodes of WandaVision drop and I was like, OK, great. So there's nine episodes total. We're going to get two a week. It's going to be really great. In like five weeks, it's going to be done. And now I found out as of yesterday, because I watched WandaVision in the morning again on Friday morning, um, that they're only putting out one episode a week as as of episode three, which is this one. And that sucks because that means it's going to take twice as long to get to the end of the season. I'm so excited for the season. I almost feel like one of the things that they're doing, um, one of the reasons that companies do this, obviously, is because it like if the show is on a streaming platform, it's beneficial to them if you're subscribed longer. and so I'm just like, isn't there a way like obviously there isn't, but isn't there a way that like uh, we as a family, we pay for Disney Plus by year. There was no way like when it first came out, I was like, there's no way we're just going to stay subscribed month to month. Uh, it's first of all, you save two months cost if you subscribe a year ahead. And there, there was no way we weren't like we have a, we have a two year old. There's no way we weren't going to be watching Disney all the time. And we haven't. We've watched it all the time. Um, yeah. So. If you, it feels like if you subscribe yearly to something like Disney Plus, you should just get all the episodes to watch because it's not like you're going to be subscribed longer because of that. It's not like you can literally watch things faster. It's just annoying. I just want to be able to watch all of WandaVision. I want to know what's happening. And I know why they don't do it, but it sucks. I want to, I want to know what's going on. There's so much cool stuff. Um, like by episode three out of nine, Wanda had her babies. Where are they going to go with this? It kind of seems like Almost all of the action, I guess, of the of the season of the series is not in the trailer. There's going to be like a few. It depends. Honestly, it depends when the Halloween episode comes out. I think it'll be kind of midseason because um, like we saw it in the trailers. We saw uh, the original timeline for WandaVision, I believe, was it was going to come out in the fall. So Halloween would have been kind of midseason. Which presumably, based on what we've seen so far and based on the time eras of everything else that's going on, um, it seems like that could be the last pieces that are actually in the trailer, which would mean unless the Halloween episode is like right near the end, it would mean that we haven't seen anything from the rest of the season past Halloween, other than maybe a few scenes. Um, but I'm really excited for that because this this show, from everything everyone is saying, is just a like bananas amount of things happening it's i'm so excited because like we're starting to see it's episode three now we're starting to see cracks in the world but um they're also leading dropping big hints that the cracks that we've the little tiny cracks that we've seen already in episodes one and two are like they're the same set of cracks that we're seeing now just more and so it's like it really seems like either everyone in the town is in on this like i'm gonna call it a conspiracy but obviously it's more than a conspiracy um and they're all involved in some way and like there's probably a reduced number of people actually a reduced number of actual roles that exist because all the people that we see or most of the people we see are probably being controlled in some form by one central person and we just don't know who that person is yet well we don't know <laughs> we might have not met that person or we might know that person but not know that they're involved so um, I'm really, really excited for WandaVision. But again, I'm mostly left like, oh, man, I don't <laughs> I don't watch weekly shows anymore. 
And it's so sad that I have to wait. We have to wait a week um, because like the show is just such a great part of my Friday morning now. Um, anyways, yeah, that's all I wanted to say on WandaVision. I'm really excited for this to keep coming out. It's a fun show. It's like it's kind of suspenseful because you don't really know what's going on, but not in a jump scary kind of way. Maybe that's going to change. Maybe there's going to be, but it doesn't. The indication from the direction and and cinematography so far is not indicative of a thriller or like a, a horror film yet. So I'm pretty excited um, because I was potentially thinking that might be the case after episodes one and two. But no, it doesn't seem like it. So um, all that to say, thanks very much for listening. And I'm going to go for now. I will talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.